Beginning the Trek, a 52-episode introduction to Star Trek. You look so snazzy. I can see audacity running in your glasses, in your in your shades. My shades are legit. Your shades are legit <laughs> sitting here at way too early in the morning on a Sunday morning so that we can record this introduction because we got to get it done. True story. So welcome, everybody. Welcome. That's, that's how we're going to start. Okay, cool. Uh, welcome to Beginning the Trek, everybody. It is uh, early Sunday morning. We're trying to get this done so football can be watched by those who want to, me included. Me not included. Although this is, I, I do give some sports call outs in this one, which is new for me and fun for me. <laughs> It makes sense that this isn't quite a normal introduction. It isn't quite a normal episode. It's not a normal episode. It's, it's, it's the only episode that I'm aware of where everything happens in the mirror universe and everyone in it is from the mirror universe. Except the ship. Except the one ship. That's the one thing that they pull in from the other side is the Defiant ship. But we'll talk about all that when we get to talking episode in just a few minutes. What we should do is we should introduce ourselves to everybody else. It is early. You'd think we were doing this at like six in the morning with the way we're like dragon. It's not six in the morning. Early is a concept. Early is relative. And this is early. <laughs> they don't want to hear this. They want to hear about uh, beginning the track. So if, the, if this is your first time, welcome. We suggest here at episode 51 that you go back to episode one and start your journey from the beginning like Jessica did, like we all did. Uh, it can be taken in that order. That's how it was designed. For those of you who are joining us for our 51st episode, here we are, folks. The last episode of Enterprise in a mirror darkly. The mirror universe. I, I, I don't know what to call it. Um, TOS tribute episode, maybe. Yeah, I can. Yeah, they played more off of that than anything else. All of the other mirror universes in DS9 weren't nearly like following what this one did with TOS. No, this was this was really just to kind of bring it all full circle and and, and show us, you know, a little bit of original series love and and just have a lot of fun. And our conversation is a lot of fun. <laughs> I've heard it called continuity porn. Okay. I, first time I've heard that, and I, I instantly know what you mean. And I'm yes, like, it's I'm like that's a good that that's a good phrase for the fans. Continuity yes. porn, I love it. I love it. So if you haven't seen that, especially if you haven't seen it recently, go watch it. Obviously, he's going to ruin it in just a second. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not ruining it. Oh no, no, More I mean like if you're not spoilers, he's going to spoil. I'm it? going to spoil it, which sounds like ruin it anyway. So I get why you do, I get why you say it the way it is. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give my my. Because it's a two-parter, I'm given up to 20 sentences. All right. So this one gets to be a little bit longer. Are you ready? So this one will be a little bit longer. I am. But before we do, let me just remind our, our, our listeners, we love putting this, this podcast on. This has been a fantastic experience. We wanted to keep it commercial-free during the entire track so you didn't have to go back and listen to potentially irrelevant commercials 10 years from now if people are still tuning in, which we hope. But in order to make that happen... We request a little assistance from y'all. We did the work. We put this whole thing together. It was hundreds of hours of work, and it was done with love. If you got something out of it, now is the time for you to give back a little bit to the Star Trek community. Uh, you're really giving back to Star Trek. You're giving an opportunity for other people to go through this process, too. So the longer we can keep it up and running, the, the more we'll be able to... 
uh, bring Star Trek to other people. Jessica, you want to tell them how to donate? If you go to beginningthetrek.com, you will see a little PayPal donate button. And you should click on that. Right now, it'll say clear accounting, but it does go to beginning the trek. And uh, 100% of that goes to literally hosting the files. Because if you haven't uh, done a podcast, that's what takes up the most space and requires the website to be up there. All of that is just a little bit of money. And that's all we need to keep it going. We would very much appreciate anything that you, that you choose to, to donate because the trek has been valuable to you and you want to see it continue for other people. So I'm ready when you are. I mean, I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> in a mirror darkly in 20 sentences or less. I thought I was tuning in for an episode of Enterprise, but it looks like the end of First Contact when Zephyr Cochran just did the warp jump thing. And holy crap, did he just shoot that Vulcan in the chest? It's been a long time getting from there to... Definitely not here, since this is all new, too, and I can see that we're going to spend some time in the Mirror Universe, or the Moo, as Jessica likes to call it. The ISS Enterprise, Captain Maximilian Forrest and his first officer, Jonathan Archer, watch Reed test his shiny new agony booth invention by torturing a Tellarite, mostly for his own fun. Hashtag TOS reference one. An insecure mirror archer asks Forrest to investigate something or other, but he says no before retiring to his quarters to spend time with the slutted-up Mu Hoshisato. Mu Archer does what Moos do, leading to a moot knee, and they go to Tholian space to investigate something or other. Hashtag TOS reference 2. T'Pol questions the authenticity of Archer's made-up orders, but she apparently has no power because she's a Vulcan and Archer really hates him. On the way to Tholian space, we capture one of them, and a sadistic's mirror flocks has a great time cruelly interrogating it. T'Pol sabotages the sensors, blaming Trip, and helps Forrest retake the ship, but Archer has locked us on course, so we go, and what do we find when we get there? Hashtag TOS reference 3, the TOS starship USS Defiant, being torn apart by the Tholians in space dock. And even though it's dangerous, Archer insists that we try to grab the ship. Long story short, we grab the ship, but Enterprise <laughs> gets destroyed inside a modernized Tholian web. And with only the prime Enterprise crew member actors actually making it onto the Defiant, how convenient, and the story can continue. Aboard the Defiant, Archer deals with a new threat, a Gorn, hashtag TOS reference 4, in a very cowardly way, and the crew learn their new stations. Saval shows up, and a whole species thing happens with Flocks dying tragically in an awesome Hoshi versus T'Pol fight. Well, kind of awesome anyway. The Defiant is the most powerful ship out there, and whoever controls it could be the Emperor. And since Archer knows this, he celebrates with Hoshi Sato, now his woman. But surprise, she poisons him and makes out with Mayweather while watching Archer die. Now in command herself, and having rid all the aliens from the ship, she can take over the Empire. And she declares herself Empress Hoshi Sato, and it all plays out just like we know it will. Well, here it is, sentence 15, and I could give hashtag TOS references five on up, but it was all just for fun anyway, and since I know what next week's episode is, and you're going to need them, Jessica, I gift you my final five sentences for next week's synopsis. Aw, very nice. Yeah. 
I had so much fun writing this. <laughs> it's a fun episode. It was and a fun it, episode. You know, of course, it's got all that all that original series love in it. What you, would you call it? Original series porn? Continuity porn. Continuity porn. Or for me, original series porn, because, you know. That's the good stuff. <laughs> welcome back to the Moo. Or welcome to the Moo the first time? Welcome to the Moo for the very first time in the timeline, anyway. In the mirror universe. For those of you that don't remember, right? The, the we decided Moo, to call it that. We decided to call it the, the Moo. Well, no, you decided, and I picked it up. Which, by the way, is confusing because when you write it out, it's MU, but that's also the Marvel universe, and most people take it that way. But then you and I are pretty much the only two people that call it the Moo. So as long as you and I can keep it straight, right? And and y'all listening can keep it straight. I think we're good. I think we're gonna be all right. Yeah. So we, so this one starts in the Moo. Uh, even the intro. Is is different, which was fun. You're right. I watched it because you told me to. Let's start with the teaser, though. Even before the first introduction, April 5th, 2063, Bozeman, Montana, there was that scene. Oh, oh yes, yes. From the end of, of First Contact. And you have all of the, the, the Vulcans. Right? So it was the First Contact scene. And they scene. get shot in the face. Pew. Whichever noise makes more sense. Kablam, whatever. Kapow. Kapow. What a, what a, I, every time that I see the opening to this is, this is one of my favorite Enterprise episodes. Clearly, right? Like, I've, right. I've been really excited about it. It's how can this be shocking? They're running around in, in, in original series uniforms. It's, it's cheesy as hell, you know? It it's, is. It's just, it's such fan service. It's got a lot of throwbacks mm -hmm. from recreating the bridge of the, of the Defiant which is clearly meant to be exa almost exactly like our yeah 1407 Seven, is that the 1701 series? so close you got many of the numbers right <laughs> <laughs> that's okay you're not a numbers person i'm the numbers person but but yeah so did you get a chance to go back and watch either of the two episodes that i suggested from the original series last week no it's been pretty busy no so the Tho the tholian web was the episode where the defiant right. was captured in a web a, 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 an original series version of the same kind of web that we saw in this one. This was an updated web where they tried to, where they capture the Enterprise and it blows up inside there and all that. This one had the Defiant caught in it, which was the sister ship of the Enterprise. I'll just kind of tell you the story. And Kirk goes over there while it's phasing in and out and they're building the web to try and capture both ships. And they have to pull him out before it disappears and interfaces back right. into wherever it goes. It went to the mirror universe. Apparently. Yeah. It went to the moo. <laughs> yeah. So the only part of the entire episode, including the, the credits, that wasn't from the mirror universe was that ship. And they made it uh, into a character. And they made it into a character. Well, okay. Was this, let's start off with the big question. Was this almost entirely fan service for those who liked the original series? Mm, sort of. Yes. Yes. It was absolute fan it service. Has a, it's, it's got the, the ship is all powerful character. You got the ship, you got the Gorn, you got the Tholians, you got the uniforms. You got the Gorn. You've got the, you got, you've got the formation yeah. of the Terran Empire and where it ends up going and where we eventually see it. Yes. There's a ton of fan service. Most of the mirror characters behaving not like DS9 or TNG. Did TNG do the mirror? No, they did not. Did Voyager didn't either. Nope. They completely left that. Okay, so DS9 and the original. But they took it very, very much original series. It was so very clearly oh, yes. meant to be yeah. from the tiny little half, half, are they 
quarter shirts because they're almost not wow yeah <laughs> like i mean i'm not like this isn't a feminist rant i swear because uh it's the mirror universe and i completely understand why it's done yeah the feminist rant would come when you say why is it done in the mirror universe and taken as something that's evil and it's done the same way in the normal universe that would be the feminist rant but i'm not going to go on that rant thank you i'm just going to say damn those ladies looked amazing yeah and so did the men. And so did the men. Because all of the men kind of were uh, like um the, the, the sashes Travis. and the and the, the shiny <laughs> and the yeah. With the hair and the earring, I was like, okay. <laughs> I know exactly what this is. <laughs> you were enjoying yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, the, the the I thought the costuming was great. I thought it did a great job of tipping its hat to the original series costumes from the Mirror Universe 2. Well, it was a tip of the hat until they actually just took it off and put the uniform. put the actual on uniform the on. Yeah. They were like, we're not even pretending to nod in that direction. We're just going to wear them. Exactly. <laughs> We've done this for a while because yeah. why not? But even the character, like, like I noticed that the characters were different in really interesting ways. Archer, who was so overconfident to the point of, of, extreme during the regular during the series mm-hmm. he's so insecure insecure what a great mirror he invents this this other him from another universe that's talking to him like condescendingly it's incredible the voice in his own mind because yeah. that's and that's that's the only other thing that's sort of not really mirror mm-hmm. although that's not archer that's not regular no. uni- prime prime universe archer no that's his that's his voice in his head telling him he's not good enough yeah. is what that is and it manifested itself as our archer which i thought was so much fun i thought and not getting into the ending of this but i thought hoshi was actually amazing and it wasn't the it wasn't even necessarily the ending um and it wasn't the sexiness although she gets a lot of sex scenes in this yes somebody Somebody wrote, she puts the hoe in Hoshi. I was like, <laughs> in this, she kind of does. Not going to lie. She really does. Hopping in whatever bed she needs to to get what Even she wants. Even Paul is like, I'm surprised you have any time for anything right now. You've been so busy jumping in and out of people's With beds. Jumping in and out of people's beds. But there was actually a playfulness that I have never seen. That actress it would probably be better given a role that was allowed to be because she seemed so much more comfortable. Yeah. Which is odd given what she was wearing, what she was doing. Maybe it was just allowed. We've gone through a half a dozen episodes of Enterprise. Mm. Hoshi has basically complained and said on the bridge during much of it. Now, she has her moments where she gets to do things. Sure. But Linda Park, the woman that played Hoshi Sato, is clearly a fantastic actress. Oh, yeah. She and can... an action star. If they let her. <laughs> She's an... Exactly. And, and and so this is my favorite. I almost can't call it Hoshi Sato episode because it's not really our Hoshi, but it certainly is one of my favorite Linda Park episodes of Enterprise because... Makes complete she's sense. so good and She's so, it's not just, she uses sex as a weapon. Sure. Especially at It's first. the mirror universe. Everybody's using everything as a weapon. Every, it's all, There's anger and deceit and lies and poison and murder and torture. This is so. But she contributes at the table. She contributes to the conversation. She no, she does. Go back, go back and watch. Go back and watch. You'll see that she actually participates in the conversations, and then she does some badass stuff by whispering in their naked, naked the ears. The fight between her and Paul, girl fight. Okay. You didn't like it? <laughs> You're just so used to Wonder Woman and Marvel and DC and all these giant epic fights. Well, okay. Here's something. I didn't give my rating, but I'll go ahead and give it now. 
It's three out of five, and I was going to go with T'Pol's belly rings, because if you look hard enough, that's the thing. I think I'll stick with that. Other than that, I was going to do Hoshi's eyeshadow or Archer's frowny face and just have like a grim... Archer doesn't... He's just frowning the entire episode. He's, he's angry. So, he's so insecure. But I think I'll go with the belly ring. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, that way that way you get to make the graphic. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, side note, T'Pol's a bit of a girly girl. I wouldn't have thought to say that, but I'm looking at her outfits, and I'm assuming they did this as a character choice, because I have to. In all of the stuff she begins to wear once she's given more freedom to wear things, and she's not in the early season um, Vulcan uh-huh. kind of stuff, she's a bit of a girly girl. Even her bangs... Or whatever the curled thing, oh my god, it took me back. (laughs) That was a time period in my life where, uh, yes, all of my friends and possibly myself thought that that was the coolest thing ever was to have the two lines of bangs that curled right on your cheek on your cheek that perfect curl yeah and people are gonna look back this is so like this is like me talking about why did you wear that in the 80s even now looking back i'm like why did we do that it was fun to see but we were talking about hoshi yes what were we talking about hoshi first of all i love linda park in this episode because of how dynamic she is and because of the different ways that she she really does get to play that she contributes to the show it's funny because the first scene you see her in she's in that lingerie she's kissing captain forest what's his face yeah yeah uh like who the most altruistic in this episode right like this guy i couldn't figure out why he actually was not a bad guy for a mirror universe version of him Oh, that's what I was going to say. I didn't necessarily enjoy the fight, the girl fight. I didn't necessarily enjoy, like, any of the fights. Mm-hmm. It had that same thing, like, when everything is evil, everything gets boring. There was no crossover, except for the actual ship. And I found myself getting bored, mm. which was weird, considering how much action and excitement was in there. Yeah. It was flat, and I didn't know if that's all... Bad guys doing bad things in a world where bad things happen didn't pull me in. It was weird. I didn't have anybody to root for, maybe. This is the this is the one issue with this episode that I think if it, if it knocks down in my mind, it's that these are all mirror universe characters. And we know eventually the Terran Empire is going to form because of Kirk's time. And there's also some of that that happens in Discovery between this episode and Kirk's time. There's more that will happen in Discovery. Because they're playing with the Mirror Universe a lot. Because they, they played with it in many episodes of the of their 15 season, 15 episode first season. Right. So We're waiting for the second season, now guys. Now you are completely <laughs> caught up on the Mirror Universe. You know how it was formed. Now I can watch Disco. Right? You know how it was formed. You know that Hoshi Sato becomes the Empress. Empress. Which is so fun. I love that she wins. I'm so glad they did that because it... It gave me something, at least at the very end. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) She was, in my opinion, the most manipulative, the smartest, the most most cunning, the most driven of all of them. She knew what she wanted and she went for it in every scene. Every scene that she was in was about how can I get more power? How can I get more influence? How can I manipulate this male in front of me or or female because she does she manipulates to Paul too she just doesn't use sex she uses insults she uses goading uh, and then there's the fight so so right, right. Linda Park bravo to Paul seemed very lost in this mirror to Paul is a little sad well she's 
kind of a slave, even though she didn't want to admit that. Clearly, there's a lot of animosity out there against aliens coming from the mm-hmm. humans. Um, and I love this. this so, so this brings everything back full circle. In our prime universe, the Vulcans mm-hmm. held back technologies, even though we asked for it and asked for it and asked for it. And because of that, we expanded a little more slowly into the world or into the universe. Mm-hmm. In the mirror universe, Zephyr and Cochran shoots the first Vulcan that he meets. Right. We take all over their ship. We learn their technologies. We go and get their by stuff by right. force. Therefore, we're ahead, technology speaking. Exactly. Like that torture chamber is apparently very technologically advanced. Exactly. And because of that, what, the torture chamber? That was a great callback. Fantastic callback, right? The, the yes. agony booth? The agony booth, yeah. And putting the telluride in there. And, and Reed. How cool is Reed to be a total xenophobic racist? Mako. Uh, I was late for a duty shift or something. Aren't all tellerites guilty I of don't something? Know. They're all doing what something. A great line. Aren't all tellerites guilty of something? That's like as racist as you can get and, and worthy of being tortured for it. Right. He's, but Phlox seems to be immune to the xenophobia in this. Phlox is like he is in, in, in our stuff. He's helpful. Phlox. He's on board. Only. He's on board for whatever the hell we're up to. Terrifying. He's totally freaking. He yep. is. He's the guy that you see when you wake up after being chloroformed in an alley somewhere. And you wake up and you see him saying, I'll be with you in a moment. And you just know your life is done. That is one scary Mirror. I did have the thought Mirror Flocks could have his own spin-off series and it could be just all like pulpy horror. Pulpy sci-fi horror that like and Flocks could be like the evil main character good slash bad guy. He could be like like uh Yee. um Elvira or something and host the or the horror shows or something. And then I'd get creeped out and probably wouldn't be able to watch it, but it would be really good. <laughs> he was very flocks in a lot of ways, and yet his morality was completely different. You know, he just, he was, and he took, just like Flox does, taking pleasure in his work. He took incredible pleasure yes, in his work. that was the same. It's just his work happened to be torturing. Yeah, torture Tholian for a little while, you know, what the hell. See what happens. And then, you know, he has a moment of weakness where he says, I think I'll side with the, the alien side of things and goes and gets himself in big trouble. It was tragic. I liked the mention of Shakespeare. He's like, that seems to be exactly the same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> In both universes. I'm lots like, and lots mm. of tragedies and people backstabbing each other. Yeah. Very much a tragedy because uh, who's the who's the other Vulcan? Oh. The one who T'Pol um, um, passionately convinces. Uh, Saval. Saval. The, yeah. He's got the, uh, the, the Spock. He's got the evil. The Spock goatee. Evil facial hair. Um, but talk about tragic. Getting convinced to be good. You're never going to win good. Hoshi's got a better grip on the how this world works, I think. Much better grip. Because you're not going to win doing good in the mirror universe. It's just going to always go badly. It, it, it seems to be. The question is, what's good and what's bad? You know, from their perspective, if you were to ask them that, it'd be a totally different conversation. Because in their mind, what's good is strength and unity. What's good in your mind as a Star Trek fan I'm going to say, might be something different. So defending your people from genocide. What extremes are you willing to go to? What if genocide means hit them before they have a chance to hit you? But we're not. We're in the mirror universe. So if you do that, then you better be manipulative and sneaky and use 
uh, every weapon you have to get in control so it doesn't happen to your people. That's how you play in the mirror universe. Well, and here's the question. I can't imagine that there's like a, an evil seed that gets planted on every planet in the mirror universe. And so they just grow up being a little more evil. I mean, I, I think what happened was their history was just different. Especially, I mean, look, when you look at humanity here, we, we pull a gun on the Vulcans and shoot them right at the beginning. That's the only real difference between the mirror universe and our universe is that group of people that went in there and then everything else grows from it. Who were the Vulcans? Maybe the Vulcans were the same people. I know Archer says they had an invasion force that we stopped. Were they really going to invade or were they just like the Vulcans in our universe, just coming to say hi to people that just broke the warp barrier and they ran into meanies. No, you can't take the universe and be like, oh, it was all good until this one event made it bad. I don't know. Like the mirror, no, the entire point of the mirror universe is that people are literally the evil version of themselves. The Vulcans grew up bad too. Well, up until DS9 kind and, of. And again, we got to suspend, we got to suspend our disbelief. I mean, for God's sakes, half the characters die in the mirror universe every time. This is not a way for a society to function. It doesn't work. And, and yet the history continues the way that it did. Without without a Phlox, right. without an Archer, how do we get to an Enterprise with a Kirk, with a Spock, with a Chekhov, with a McCoy, with all those people? How do we get to that when 100 years ago things went very differently? As a parallel universe, it absolutely has to mimic itself to a certain percentage. This is me and my brain, right? Like, they play off of each other. So there's some kind of force at work where the one can't stray too far from the other. Otherwise, they're not parallel universes and they don't follow. They correct themselves. So maybe you've got branching versions of each. And if they get too far, it doesn't matter. Then you then you lose the mirror. That could be. I just want you to do me a favor when you listen to this episode. Uh-huh. I want you to go back and listen to the sentence that you just said. Uh-oh. And say, oh my God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I am well aware of how nerdy I am. Because, oh my God, you're a nerd. So nerdy. And I love that your, nom your nomenclature now includes Star Trek language, It does. Too. And I'm kind of... Not even kind of. I'm totally proud of that, too, because I have been able to have conversations that I would not have been able to have with people in this past six months after learning even just a little bit. It's it's awesome. Yeah. A word will pop into our conversation like tachyons or something like that. And it's like, oh, my God, she's just assimilating it all. I don't think tachyons is owned by Star Trek. When have you ever heard it besides on Star Trek? Science? Would you be talking? Really? I'm pretty sure tachyons are a real thing. They are. But the only time I've ever heard them in my life is watching Star Trek. I, I associate it with Star Trek. Oh, no. A tachyon is an actual particle. Sorry. Okay, you're going to have to pick something that's like, uh, it has to do with the warp core or some shit. Well, even talking about the warp core is cool. Well, it depends on if you're in the mirror and if it's cool is cool, or if you're in the prime and cool is not cool. <laughs> How screwed up is it that they made that they all that radiation and, uh, and uh, Trip is all burned? And... Trip was cool. He was kind of the same a little bit. He was a little more... Crusty. That's a good word. Yeah. He Crusty. Was, and he was gross, but most of them are gross. I, I, he, he struck me as... He struck me as a ship man, you know, like a, like a sailor. He still has every love of doing his job too. Absolutely loved it. And, and it was even... And very forgiving of T'Pol. Well, I didn't get that so much as forgiving as it was 
I can't do anything about this. It's interesting. I, I really, I really sort of felt like he could have. Right, but they're moose. You know, they're mirror universe people. They can. He could Like, if he had wanted to do something, he could have done something. Except, what was he possibly going to do? She's too valuable to Archer. That's the only reason that she was around. Was... Even Archer says that. Yeah, he needed her. He absolutely needed her. <sighs> Uh, she's she's just so lost. She's a little lost in this episode. She can't figure out how to how to gain any kind of power in this, which is sad. She has because not. the logical path in this universe would actually be to use her sexuality. She does against Trip. Yes, but she somehow stops herself, and then she gets all desperate and becomes. We're going to join the losing side. There's almost an interesting morality to her. It's not about evil for her. It's about what's logical for her. Very similar to Spock. Sure, same thing. In in the mirror universe. Very similar to him with with his, you know, he actually takes, maybe to his own detriment, he actually takes the advice of Prime Universe Kirk. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a connection there that gets made, even though it's a a prime talking to a mirror. So there's a certain openness that she has. She's the one that goes and finds the database about our Federation Mm -hmm. uh, at first. She's the one that... Oh, she does too, doesn't she? Oh, she does too. And then they go through the personnel files and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but, But she finds it and she's the one that sort of says... Wow, this could be this could be something more. We could be a federation or something. It's it's interesting that they were so disconnected from that as a possibility. They didn't even see it as possible. I mean, don't we do that today with ourselves? Of course we, we do. You and I have talked about like how far people are from cooperating with each other that we can't even understand the basic functions of a society that would be based on cooperation instead of competition. Yeah. Yeah. We can't even imagine it. You talk to somebody and they like it doesn't it doesn't can't even enter their brain as an idea. Yeah, and why would we expect the people in the mirror universe to be any any better at it than we are? We you know Sure. They're humans and Vulcans and Tellarites and, and, and such too. Oh my. Uh humans of <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk more obviously about Enterprise on the whole when we get to talking track. But but mm-hmm. this episode here was completely outside of the Enterprise storyline. It was outside of kind of everything. Like we said, there were no crossover anything. Not at all. Except for the Defiance. The the only ramifications that happened as a result of this episode, which may be why you found it a little lower stakes. You said boring, but I think maybe low stakes. I think the word flat. Okay, yeah. But you're right. It's the stakes. It's, there was, yeah. There were which, and because I don't. Who cares what happens I would today. like to know why I felt that way because as a as a mirror universe episode, it was fine. It was great. It had a lot of fun Star Trek stuff, and I just found myself like my mind was wandering, and I'd be looking around, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm watching. Right. I need to focus. Mm. And it's I was like, why am I doing it this? It might have been I don't know a little more fan service for somebody who's seen more of it. There were lots sure. there were lots of little things in there. Everything from the, the the set pieces, the the sounds. The sounds of the bridge when the bridge turns on, it was I don't know if you would have felt the way that I felt, but it's visceral for me. When you suddenly it's hear not. the yeah, see it didn't, you haven't I don't have, you don't it, have the history so, yeah. of it that I did, but the minute sure. that those sounds came on and you heard basically the Enterprise bridge again, the you know, Kirk's bridge that was a connection and discovery by the way does that too one of the things that they wanted to do to tie 
themselves back was the way they use sound effects. And it's very effective, really good storytelling method. So, so I like that. Um, if we're talking about callbacks, there was one moment where they did uh, something so original series, you could not, like, if you've seen Uhura, you've seen this move. Uh-huh. And I was like, ee! When Hoshi puts the little thing in her ear and then taps it with her, I was just like, ah! So I did get a visceral reaction from that. Yeah. She also had the cute. No, no, no. Well, that I, I also noticed when Archer looks in Sulu's um, view screen, the little the little viewer that comes out of the the console. That was another moment that I had similar to that. I was like, hey, look at that. He's. I want to know what's in there. I want to know what he sees. <laughs> nothing. Right. There's nothing. It's, it is. It's fake. Candy Crush. Yes. And then they did a Yo Mama joke. Which was kind of funny too. Okay, so they did a Yo Mama joke, right? Like, like, like straight out uh-huh. of the Tholian, right? Was the said something <laughs> about your maternal ancestor? They didn't even have to make the joke. They just had to like point what did that it, it was there. Uh, it like, insulted right. your. It called Good your mother know. fat, basically. <laughs> your maternal ancestor is overweight. <laughs> We've gone way too far with that one. Um, how about, how about the Gorn? Now you didn't see Arena, another another great original series episode that just mm-hmm. there was no way to get it on the track. But you didn't see that Gorn, although you saw a Gorn walking around at the at the convention. I did. And then we have this lizard guy. I wish they had done a little more with it. It was a fun fight against Kirk, and it was hand to hand. Yeah, it meant nothing. They tried to play it up like Archer believed that if he could take this out, he would be the greatest captain of all time, or something. Um, and then it was like, oh, that's done. I guess we're moving on to the next. Right. And then they, and then they didn't act like he didn't gain anything from it. Yeah. He actually. Nothing happened. He actually accomplished his goal. And then I uh, shoots him, right? He, he grabbed plates him and then just shoots him. Yes. And then it was over. And that was like, and, and it was cowardly, very insecure. Mm-hmm way of killing someone, turn on the grav plating, and then I'll just shoot him when he's incapacitated. Sure. Not only that, but that's how they planned to do it. Because he's like, yeah, do it now and turn on the thing. I, I don't know why they didn't just turn on all the grav plating and then walk around until they found him stuck to the floor. Because they could have turned it on everywhere and then found him afterward. Don't know why he didn't just shoot him, so... Th- whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because he's because he's Mirror Archer. Because he's Moo Archer and he's and he's... A coward, and he's not yeah. going to. He's not going to take that action. He's going to wait until he can shoot him in the back of the head. Yeah. Look at how he ambushed his captain. You know, he didn't. He wasn't even the first one there. He didn't even step in until everybody else took everybody else out except the captain, and then he comes around the corner. It was a totally cowardly move. Oh yeah. I thought the characters were great. I thought the acting was great. I really enjoyed the difference in the characters. I think mm-hmm. this was a, this showed what they could have done with the show, with the series. Not necessarily in the mirror, but if they'd have given them more character to work with, I think that it would have, these actors could take it on. Oh, the actors, there's, yeah, there's nothing about these actors that I think is inferior at all. Yeah. I think the stories in Enterprise tend to just fall. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it, what is that magic of, of timing and culture and people who watch and people who get excited about the thing that you're trying to say. I, I did want to say, I think it's hilarious that you think the acting in this is great because I think the acting in this is, um, we talked about chewing scenery. This is devouring scenery as though your life depended on it. 
And I wouldn't consider that great acting. Isn't that it's funny? It's fun. I, what I saw was different. Yes, it was campy. It was cheesy. As, I mean... Oh, and it was clearly meant to be. And, yes. and, and, and it was supposed to be. So the, a very, very Bride of Chaotica kind of cheese. Yes. You know, we're Pulpy. making fun of ourselves. Yes. We're making fun of the whole thing. We're not taking this too seriously. And inside of that, I thought the characters that got created were distinct and fun and thoughtful. Oh, I did not get that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. That's surprising. I was actually like all of these things that were created to Paul kind of was just like, eh. oh, she's great. Uh, especially at the, especially at the end. Archer's like, well, like, pissed like off. you said, to Paul's a little, a little, you know, she's down, but I liked Hoshi. I liked the flocks. I thought Flox's character, that man's always been a great actor and there's nothing, yes. there's nothing you can say about, about prime Flox either. You could give him crap and he would make beautiful things out of it, but that's exactly. what good actors do. I think Picard, I think, or Patrick Stewart did that a lot. Yes. Yeah. They gave him crappy lines and he made them amazing. And it often looked a little like chewing scenery because he had to do that to make it effective. Work. Yeah. So it might've looked a little like that here. I didn't really get Reed. He's just like Reed. Reed was very. He was very two dimensional to me. He was very. I'm just going to be the meanie. But we needed a meanie. It was okay because that's what Mirror Universe is. It's turning these hopefully complex characters into this flat evil. But if you don't have any crossover, the flat evil plays as flat evil yeah, to me. It just, so yeah. Maybe that's where it just kind of fell. Um, it's, but it was fun. It's weird that we like Star Trek so much, but like I can be like, meh, on this. But you relate. You are on the Enterprise. You are a member of the crew of every ship, every space station, of sure. every show. Even this one. You've been on board. Yes. In one way or another. There was nothing to be on board with here. I didn't feel like I was a part of their crew. But you would think there... You would think there would be, right? But here's the thing. They weren't They weren't pulling for one another. There was nothing for me to pull for because what am I going to root for? That I become the emperor sitting in my living room watching it on TV? Well, I mean, I did have the thoughts when I was wandering around trying to focus on this episode. I, I did have the thought of like, how would I play this? Because I'd be evil, you know. Aha. And um, I don't know. I, I hope I'd end up as Hoshi. Let's talk some Enterprise track. How about that? We've completed. Uh, we are we are one. We're done. One episode away from completing ah. your track. Does anybody else feel like, what do I do with my hands? It's so, this is weird this is for me. bizarre. I've got something special in mind. We'll get to that soon. I've, I've mentioned it, I think, maybe around episode 20 or 30. Mm -hmm. I think it's in an episode. I mentioned what the last episode's going to be. I don't remember what clothes I wore yesterday, so it is very likely that you're going to have to remind me here. Before we get to that, I'm going to give you a couple of recommendations that are going to almost be like, kind of background for next week. Okay. But really, it's just to get you back in the mood. Okay. All right. And and then, as I promised last week, I am going to spoil oh, right. the series finale of Enterprise, or at least a good portion of it, for all y'all. So if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want to listen, I'll warn you before I do it. I think you've already done this alert for the spoils. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. When we, you know me. I'm... I'm I'm Mr. Spoiler Guy. So which one of those did you want to talk about? Let's start with you. Tell me about your Enterprise track. Um, meh. 
You asked me at the beginning. <laughs> I yeah. got that. You asked me at the beginning, why are we only doing six episodes? And I understand now why we only did six episodes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I understand why people absolutely hate this show. But I also understand why people absolutely love this show. Mm. It did not hit me with love. I liked bits of it. Mm-hmm. So my kind of... If I were to step away, that's what I'd say. I will say I want to address something that I have, I know that I've said a bunch in previous episodes that, oh, this is going to get militaristic and everybody's angry here and why are we behaving this way on the Enterprise? This is not what I want my Star Trek to be. Yeah. I watched Chosen Ground, which was a little bit effectively the, uh, like a remake from the original, what original series uh, episode has the one where they're fighting on the bridge and then they get to the, the home world and those... Was that the ones with the black and white faces? Yeah, that's... Uh, and they get let, back let and they're be, all destroyed. Let that be your last battlefield. Right, that. It's basically the same exact story, guys. So, in which episode was this? Chosen Ground. Chosen Ground. And I saw... Can you remind me what the story is? Because I, I'll be real honest with you. Where, where, which one? There's a holy war going on in the uh, Expanse. Okay. And there are zealots who believe that the orbs or whatever the things making the Expanse that we destroy are heavenly things that deserve to be worshipped. And they are like that, right? Okay. And then... Wait, Chosen Realm or Proving Ground? There are two, there are two episodes oh. back to back in the third season. I think I watched them both. Tell me which one. Hang on, I'm well, looking. Oh, shoot. I should get my shit together, shouldn't I? One of us should. Chosen Realm. The Enterprise is hijacked by a group of religious extremists who worship the mysterious spheres in the expanse. So I assume yes. that's it. So that's Chosen Realm. Chosen Realm. It's And for people that want to go watch it, it's the third season, 12th episode of Enterprise. And then the very next one after that is Proving Ground. Which is an Andorian ship commanded by Shran unexpectedly appears. Right. Yes. To help the Enterprise locate the Zendi primary weapon. Mm-hmm. Shran shows back up. So we remember him from earlier. Did you oh, see that? Oh, yeah. He's great. Yeah. He, I, really great. He's a fantastic character. And a part of what I like about Enterprise. When they examined the history of Star Trek the way that they did by bringing in characters like Shran, I thought Enterprise worked brilliantly. I really enjoyed that part of it. It's fun that you said you liked parts of it or bits of it. You said you liked bits of it. I liked bits of it. I have a hard time with, like, I like the campy. I don't think they did it as well as Voyager, which I'm probably going to get flack for that because people tend to hate Voyager. Well, this is the beauty of it is you now get why this was so difficult to share. You get to have your, here we are one episode away from the end of your track. My goal was to give you an overview of all of Star Trek. Mm Mm-hmm. Well done. Which I think I've done a pretty good job of. And they give you a chance to pick the parts of it that you liked the most. And then off you go into those, right? Yeah. So how'd we do? I think we did great. We're not wrapping up the entire show here. We're wrapping up Enterprise. No, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. What was my question? I had a question for you. Oh, no. I was talking about uh, I saw Enterprise not be militaristic. And I saw Enterprise actually embrace a lot of it was we're getting there we are militaristic because this is where we started but we're getting there what i didn't see was what kind of what you want to see was like bringing in shran bringing in the vulcans the making of how the federation happens i didn't actually get to see that i know and maybe i'm just missing it maybe i just didn't get to see that yet as as we get like four episodes from the end of Enterprise, which is where we mm-hmm. kind of are right now, I think that they were thinking that they were going to do more of that and expand it 
in future seasons. Like they probably had a six or seven season arc that included the formation of the Federation. I don't think they did. It does not seem that thoughtful. But, and, and we'll get to it soon. They do show the actual formation of the, like, like the, the moment where they create the Articles of the Federation in the finale, where Archer walks out to give his speech that mm-hmm. starts the Federation. And that's where, that's where it ends, by the way. <laughs> that's where Enterprise ends, as he walks out, sort of. Sort of. Spoilers coming, folks. And that's why the guy from the future needed to keep coming back around so that Archer could be there for that speech. So that he could be there, so the Federation could happen, so that things would go the way they're supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Guy, the guy from the future, the guy from the temporal Cold War. Another one of those storylines that was a little bit of a head-scratcher. There were a lot of those. Enterprise was just kind of a little bit lost in the woods. The only thing that they were really, really sure about is their like production value. They were... Hardcore strong on making shit look good. Yeah, yeah. And it does. It's kind of other than that, everything was a waffle back and forth between themes and, and, and how we're going to do it and why we're going to do it. Some There's no... Yeah, it's missing a coach. Yet a lot of fairly decent players who had no idea how to create a cohesive... Let's get to the finish line. Yeah. I did a sports metaphor. You did a, you did a good sports metaphor, Go too. because me. Because I told... Like, when you said that, I was like... Yeah, yeah, that's what that's, it feels that's like. That's a thing. They're, it does. They're a great team without a direction. And so each one's kind of like trying to make up how they're going to run the play. And it's right. sometimes hits, but mostly misses. And it's just kind of all over the place. Nobody's winning. The game's not being won. Right. They're they're all professionals. And so they know how to play the game well, but right. they don't have direction. There wasn't, there wasn't a solid direction. And by the time that they started to get comfortable with themselves and find it, it was kind of too late. I don't think that had this gone on, it would have been better. I mean, who knows? Obviously, it's easy, like, it's easy or hard to say that. Like, nobody actually knows. But I don't see this still going in a, in a direction of, like, I didn't... Every single one. By the end of TNG, I wanted to watch way more TNG. Yeah. By the end of DS9, I was like, I am so watching this every night. By the end of Voyager, I was just like, I'm kind of hooked. If you could stop yeah. doing some of the weird things <laughs> that I'm not into. Um but they were they all left me i have kind of no desire in this one to go back and and finish anything because there's nothing to finish it's just there's a meh i gotcha <laughs> so. i i totally gotcha so in in line with that allow me mm-hmm. to give you one more recommendation <laughs> okay one two-parter from the fourth season there's only three episodes between in a murder darkly and the end right total so there's three episodes left and i'm gonna recommend i caught the line of the next episode which is apparently some other lady discovers that trip and Paul have a baby okay so i did see it flashed on my screen yes preview for next episode don't worry so much about that that's a major part of the story but how all of that happens Mm -hmm. is actually the cooler there's some stuff from before but what this really is what this story is so, so let me recommend it for you so this is fourth season episodes 20 and 21 it's a it's a two parter okay called demons and Terra prime guest starring peter weller who you probably know from things like RoboCop. He was RoboCop, the original RoboCop. Mm-hmm. He, he, is, he is a genre favorite, and he's done a lot of Star Trek. He often shows up as a bad guy, and he's definitely a bad guy in this episode. He leads an organization called Terra Prime, which is con- convinced that the only way that humanity can survive is if we get rid of all the aliens. Yeah. 
That always works. Oh, yes. And uh, there's some stuff that happens on our moon, and there's some other cool things that happen in this, and it's very epic-y, and it's another one of those, let's let's do a fun story about our history Mm -hmm. as we deal with a growing xenophobic population as we start to try and create a federation. So just like regular politics, you know, some people want it and some people don't. So Demons of Terra Prime, really, I thought, a really good finale to Enterprise. Because the one that follows that... But they're not the finale, are they? Uh There's one one more episode, which I will talk about in a moment. So that's the first one of my my, uh, recommendations. Now, we're going back to the next generation for your final episode. So, oh, so we are talking about next week. This is the very yet. last thing. I'm still doing recommendations. Oh. But your last episode will be a next generation episode. Okay. So I'm going to give you a couple of recommendations from the next generation. Let's go okay. back and watch a couple of episodes. Because I've completely forgotten this entire crew and exactly. what they're up to. I totally have. Exactly. So, I'm not actually joking. So that's, no, no, I, this is why, this is exactly why I created the, these two recommendations. The first one is called Data Lore. Oh. Now we've talked about this episode before. Yes, his brother. It, it, this, we're going to meet Data's brother. So let's, let's remember the crew. It's Captain Picard. Commander, I put my leg over the chair, William Riker. Mm-hmm. Deanna, I'm going to wear this slinky outfit and you can't stop me, Troy. <laughs> Dr. Beverly Crusher and her son, Wesley. Uh, 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 Lieutenant Worf, Lieutenant Worf the Klingon, who's still new. Jordy LaForge, our blind, not yet engineer, because we're still in the first season. Oh, we're going all the way, all, all, all the way we're going back, all the way back to in the, the future. First ah. season. I'm going to have you watch a first season episode, and then I'm going to have you watch a seventh season episode of. Uh, these are my recommendations, just to get you in the mood, and you need both okay. of these. So, Data Lore is about. It, it features Data, <laughs> obviously, and his brother Lore, and his brother Lore, probably their father. Possibly, if not yet, we what we do is we learn uh, the beginnings of Data's, who Data is, and things like that. So this is a, a big Data episode. Here's why I'm recommending it. It's got Tasha Yar in it, so you can remember who she is, and she's good in it. Okay. It's got all the the cliches of first season Next Generation Trek. It's got Worf being too loud. Stomping around. Tasha not quite noticing what to do with herself. Jordy on the bridge instead of in engineering. So all that weirdness mm-hmm. that they were still figuring out in the first season is there. And you need to see that. Okay. You need to remember that. On top of which, and this is why you're going to watch this episode. This is the Shut Up, Wesley episode. Oh, I finally get to see the meme. You get to see the meme. <laughs> this is the episode where Captain yes. Picard tells Wesley to shut up. And someone else does too. I think his mom does someone else does i don't know why i find that so delightful probably the same reason everyone finds (laughs) that so delightful (laughs) oh absolutely it's a meme for a reason so that's the 13th episode of the first season of the next generation data lore that's your next recommendation and now for your final recommendation we're going to jump all the way to the seventh season to remind you how far they've progressed sure and where they are We're going to watch the 12th episode of the seventh season called, these are recommendations, you don't have to watch this, but I recommend this, called The Pegasus. 
Okay. Now, it, now in the Pegasus, Riker is going to be. This is a Riker-heavy episode, uh, and a little bit of Deanna Troy-heavy episode as well. And Riker will get an opportunity to have an old captain come on the ship, and he gets to deal with a dark part of his past, something that happened with this old captain. Okay. And his and his loyalties are split, and he has to deal with: Do I do what I think is the right thing now, or do I stay loyal? It's a good character piece for Riker. Okay. It also shows the seventh season of Enterprise in a really good light. It's a good seventh season episode. So you'll see Data Lore and then the Pegasus, and you'll get, you'll, it'll all come flooding back to you who these people are and the progression that they took over seven seasons of Star Trek. And that's an important thing for you to know for a couple of reasons. One, the next episode will be a next generation episode from the seventh season. I'll bet they're figuring it out now, um, which one it's going to be. So that's good. But the second is, here comes the Enterprise spoiler. Okay. The final episode of Enterprise was, these are the voyages. It's the 22nd and final episode of the fourth season, the series finale. And in this episode, William Riker is running a holodeck simulation of Enterprise. Okay. Because he has an ethical quandary to deal with, and Deanna Troy recommends to him that sh- that he go onto the holodeck and be the cook of the original Enterprise to learn the lesson he needs to learn so that he can do what is the right thing. That actually sounds kind of clever. In the episode, The Pegasus. Oh, okay. So The Pegasus actually leads into the finale of... Basically... Like he's actually there. This was happening during The Pegasus episode. Mm-hmm. We just didn't see it. His his One of the things that, that Riker does during his ethical quandary, apparently, is runs a holodeck simulation of Enterprise so that he can get his head straight, supposedly. This episode is that. Okay, that's really creative. It, it is creative, and here's... However, why do I hear hesitation? However, there's a leaf on the wind. They okay. kill an, They kill an Enterprise crew member. We know what leaf on the wind means. For no good reason. For those of you who don't, Firefly reference. And even though it's a holodeck simulation, that is what happened. Okay. And then you start to realize that the entire episode of the final episode of Enterprise isn't really an episode of Enterprise. Well, no, it's an episode of TNG. It's really an episode of Next Generation with a bunch of flashbacks Ah. to Enterprise. And that's insulting. I would have hoped that they would have kept it completely within the holodeck. I mean, the one one we just watched wasn't quote fingers real either. Like, we had no investment in that either. So, does it fall flat in kind of the same way? Well, it... it, Okay. Some. That's a shame because it sounds really fun. Like, that sounds like a neat idea. It's a really clever idea, and if they had done it as a regular episode, I would have been all on board for it. But this was supposed to be their swan song, This and they weren't going to get a movie. And they basically ended up with like kind of a clip show. They ended up with—it's not really a clip show because it isn't a unique Enterprise story inside of it. Right. But, but still. it's only part of an Enterprise story because you have to do the Riker stuff as well. And then when you realize that— Eh, it really didn't happen because it sort of ends when we just turn off the holodeck. And so does that mean that the entire Enter- – well, was the entire Enterprise series something that didn't happen? Was it just a whole bunch of holodeck programs on the Enterprise? Good God. Do you start to see why people were so upset with the finale? It wasn't 
honoring of Enterprise. It was honoring of Star Trek. It was an interesting story, and it was honoring of Next Generation, but it didn't honor... Well, I don't know. That sounds exactly like Enterprise. Well, now that you know what it is, if you want to go back and watch it, I'd suggest you watch The Pegasus first, just so that you can know the story that that Riker is dealing with inside of this episode. But that's why I, right. I picked this one. It's a, it, Pegasus is a great episode. And those two episodes combined, Data Lore and Pegasus, will bring you straight up to uh, next week. And then Pegasus will give you some background should you ever choose to go back and watch the series finale of Star Trek That's Enterprise. That's completely ruined. Yep. And now I'm going to officially, unless there's anything you want to say about Enterprise, shall we close the book on Enterprise for this track? Oh. And move on to our yeah. last talking next week. Oh, that's crazy. I know. Let's do it. Let's talk next week. Okay. Let's talk last next week. Officially, this is the the, the last episode. Seconds. Now, you know that I'm going to give you a two-parter because there's just no way that I'm going to, you know, we got we to go into the end. Sure. I'm surprised you're not giving me a movie, so. I thought about doing the eight-part finale to Deep Space Nine. We could do that. It's eight hours. Wow. That's not going to happen by next week. That's the Dominion War coming to a conclusion, and it happens in eight episodes of continuous story, so it's an epic. It turns into that kind of miniseries by the end, so... All right. I love DS9. <laughs> but we're not doing that. We've already said we're going back to the next generation yes. for your final episode, because, Jessica, all good things must come to an end. Uh-oh, he's about to cry, guys. Oh. I'm getting really emotional. Wow. All right. The seventh season of The Next Generation... The 25th and 26th episodes, the series finale of Star Trek The Next Generation is called All Good Things. All Good Things. Did they think they were going to get canceled? No. no. This was planned to be their series finales. They went. They, they had a seven-year run, and they had planned that, that, that this was going to be it. So they came to it. Now, they, there weren't ongoing storylines like we had right, right. later. It was an episodic. So you don't have to worry too much about that. The only real spoiler is, and you'll see it in the very opening shot, Worf and, and Troy have started to have a bit of a relationship. Wait. Wait, what? Worf gets all the he girls. He ends up marrying Jadzia. Yes. But back when okay. that we were in the seventh season, this was before he went to Deep Space Nine. This is fascinating to me. Okay. Yeah. This features Jean-Luc Picard. Sure. This will also feature a return of several people who are, are either old cast members or have been on the show okay. previously, including okay. Tasha Yar. And we will be seeing a lot of your old favorite... Q. Okay. So this is a Q-heavy episode. It's timey-wimey. I would expect nothing less, with especially with Q. And with Tasha and Yar. With Tasha Yar. There are all kinds of things. There are all kinds of things that happen in this episode, but this is... Are they all good things? All good things. Oh. All good things. <laughs> all good things. So, so when will you be watching All Good Things? All right, guys. I will be watching this final wonderful all good thing on September 30th 2018 at 7 p.m. Mountain Time if you happen to be in Manly Australia that is noon October 1st Manly Australia yes you look this up yes 
There was a thing. There was a thing. I'm just saying, if you happen to be in Manly, Australia, you know who you are. <laughs> and watch along with me at noon on October 1st at Begin the Trek on Twitter. I'll be posting my final thoughts. I'm sure I'll keep that Twitter going, but we'll do this in the wrap-up. Um, yeah. You know, what that, you know what that means? This is an international show. Oh, it has been. There's people in Europe and... Uh, we got like one of our first few, uh, people who started listening was, and this is only because Google analytics was in, uh, Russia. Yeah. We, we got, we got people from Russia. We got people from all five continents, which I think is really cool. I love it. We can talk about Star Trek some more. Um, we could, right? We can do that. (laughs) Uh, so, so all good things, all good things. Do you have a, do you remember any of these people? Remember the, the enterprise D with its holodecks and its and its clean, shiny. I mean, we went from like Voyager, which got a little bit trashed at some points, all the way back to this ship, which can only go like warp five point five, and they think that's the fastest thing of all time. Uh, so going to the TNG stuff is going to be kind of crazy. And now we got touch screens again, and everything's nice and nice and clean, and there's no there's no debris anywhere onesies everywhere there's no pockets to hold things looks like a hotel in because who needs pockets when you don't have currency exactly well it actually kind of makes sense because if you well never mind i'm not even gonna get to when you can when you can walk over thing to a and thing say and give me a thing anything yes then you yeah. don't need pockets what do you need to carry what do you need to carry Well, what you need to carry is the thing that gives you the things you need one pocket for that thing you're delaying i am well, I don't know what this is going to be about. This is going to be like There's a no callback to him being in like a, a, a wine field with his brother. Okay, so it's going to be a timey-wimey thing. I think, why do I always think Picard's getting stuck in loops and needing to go to a farm somewhere? Um, they're going to have, here's what's going to happen. Q is going to get Picard's from different time periods on like a farm setting and each Picard is going to interact with all the other Picards. This is of course not true because I've never heard of this once. And I'm sure that they would have been like, (laughs) this would have been a meme Picards with Picards. But I think that this is what's going to happen. And it's going to be all of the Picards playing off of each other, getting angry, being happy, falling in love uh, with not well with himself, not with himself, with the characters around each one. So it's going to be like a giant yeah. picnic with all kinds of different time period Picards. What an interesting prediction. <laughs> what an interesting prediction. I, I will remind you. Because Q that, is weird. Pa, pa, well, I will remind you that Picard's family business is a winery. Well, I knew that because I watched Family. Yes. Yeah. And that, so there is a farm. There's no way there's not going to be a farm in Star Trek when you go back in time. Of course not. And we will be on the Picard family farm during this episode several oh, times, right. actually. Uh, so you you actually nailed that. In fact, there are, there are a few things where you you were really <laughs> close on a few ideas there. I think you're going to like this episode. This is it, It's a fantastic story. It is a perfect button to Star Trek right down to the final scenes, which, of course, are designed as a finale for the next generation. But they also make for a really nice way to close out our track. All right, then. I'm looking forward to this. It'll be good. So here we go. So next week, um, we finish it up and uh, all good things. And then we will have our wrap-up show. So don't don't you guys hit your unsubscribe buttons yet. More coming. You'll want to listen to that last one. It'll be great. You're definitely going to want to listen to everything that we got here. Um, so, so stick with us. Stick, stick with us to the end here. So uh, next week... 
all good things. We'll see you then. I think it's sad that Porthos went from being like a cute dog to another cute dog. I think mere Porthos would have been a cat. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> it was supposed to be from Porthos into mean-looking dog, but honestly, dogs are adorable. Even the weird-looking ones, I'm like, oh my god, look at those faces. Or like a little alien dog of some sort. That would have been cute. But I want to be clear, it's not because I think cats are evil. I mean, they are. They're total bitches. But... It's not because I dislike cats. We're going to lose all of our cat-loving crowd. You know that, right? They're just going to unsubscribe right Anybody now. who loves a cat knows that their cat is a bitch. Anyway, now we let's just talk about some Star Trek. Let's talk Star Trek. Okay. We end up talking about <laughs> cats. Cats.